Hey, Carl here. Well, we have got another episode of Ragged Coast for you from the House Rules Collaborative Gaming Group. This is episode 48, Return of the Duchess. And we join um, Fence and Theraval and Crenshaw and uh, NPC, um, little halfling thief um, in the rusty nail. And we see what happens with the remnants of the ballroom brawl that started last time um, between the town guard and a group of dwarven ruffians from the from the shore district and then as the title promises um we get at least a little nod to whatever this idea of returning of the duchess is crenshaw's fomenting um political unrest so we got a bit of combat a bit of of character development uh we got a pretty good show for you tonight so um enjoy the listen all right welcome back to another fun evening of ragged coast DD. i'm carl i will be dming and i will pop it on over to andy for uh his player introduction himself and <laughs> whichever character he's playing this evening I, I have an inkling of who that might be right hello my name is andy and i'm playing fence the monk he's a 10th nice. level uh wood elf monk of the male persuasion he has uh handed over his spear uh to the local um uh, craftspeople for improvement and he's stuck in the rafters uh waiting to see uh what's going to happen next as a brawl happens below him yes although one of the the people that you've handed your spear over to um is in the midst of being in the brawl and currently covered in a cloud of smoke and either pummeling a town guard or being pummeled by a town guard or being quote air quote rescued from a town guard by Theraval or something like that I think that's that's your buddy Ruda I think that's right uh and I may have to jump down and use my healing hands as well certainly makes sense uh you want to pass it on over to somebody else Yes, and here is DJ. I am DJ. I will be playing Crenshaw Jones, who is not currently involved in the brawl in any way. Just (laughs) hanging out outside, being innocent. Who could have expected it? Yeah. And I will pass it off to Janae. All right. Hello, I'm Janae. I play Clarence Till Cloven, uh, level five fighter, level five druid. I had to remind myself. Um, currently, quite innocently, just like taking vigilant notes, having 
the time of her life with mouse field mouse trying to watch and learn things really assuming her party is just like doing their best to keep a really low profile and just stay calm um which is absolutely what's happening um clearly we didn't just like have a brawl bar brawl for absolutely no reason whatsoever um but she'll find out later and probably be pretty upset um but i'm also for the sake of the bar brawl animating masaki a little chaotic halfling um who is having a pretty great time in this brawl and is invisible thanks to crenshaw and probably will do some murder i'll pass it to kevin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just just to, just for point of reference, so that everybody remembers, um, Claren and Mouse Field Mouse are not in the brawl. They are um, over by the eastern gate of the the inner keep, um, taking a look at the the temple and actually watching. You know, Ocean's Eleven watching, scanning, trying to figure out how to keep a um a low profile actually advancing the reason that they're there mind you um yeah. they yeah claire and mouse mouse are not doing murder they are just they're studying they're taking notes they've got <laughs> their minds on the mission unlike some other members of our party um which is a great transition to introduce kevin and his character <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on polar opposites opposite ends here because i my name is kevin i'll be playing theraval fantastical a level 10 impulsive uh Ar aladrin arcane trickster that's certainly chaotic something or another together with his uh twig blight aspen i'm uh kutcher i'm looking forward to i don't know getting out of this brawl maybe like not it not being perceived as Theraval's fault because <laughs> we just had the wrong bar. We like, I genuinely, I genuinely thought we were at the right bar. And then like we went on a bar crawl and you know, difficulties to be damned. We're gonna have a good time. I'm sorry, are so you I'm saying really... that the vibes caused the violence? Yes. Yeah. Okay. These dwarves, oh man, I don't know why they came in the, into this business and started causing trouble. But uh yeah, and they started hitting my my dwarf lady friend. So uh, I don't know what to, what to do about that. Um, let me throw it back to Carl. Yeah, no, no, I I appreciate Theravall's um, gallant effort to uh, rescue Sophia there from the midst of the the town guard's vicious attack. You know. Hmm. Def One man's gallant efforts. Wait, wait, Another town guard or soldiers? Wait, whose side are we on here? I don't know. Whose side are you on? I thought you're on Sophia's side. I I am on Sophia's <laughs> side. But the dwarves hit Sophia. <laughs> the dwarves hit one of their own. I'm confused. It, it, well, it is a barroom brawl, so it is a little bit confusing. Um, to help us sort through this confusion, um. Andy will read us the recap from last time, and then we will continue with the barroom brawl at the Rusty Nail, and we'll have to leave poor Claren and Mouse Fieldmouse um, to their reconnaissance task and join them a little bit later. But Andy, remind us what we did last time. A recap of episode 47, Barroom Brawl at the Rusty Nail.
The angry dwarven denizens of the shore district storm into the rusty nail. They are intent on roughing up the town guards who Theraval has brought there. Chairs and punches are thrown. Smoke clouds are summoned. Fence and the tiefling Devon Sharp have jumped up into the rafters. To avoid the chaos, Dealmaker has obscured himself in a cloud of smoke. The remaining members of the town guard retreat towards a window in the rear of the bar. Crenshaw, Jarl, and Masaki have remained outside talking, exchanging pleasantries, and sharing their hatred of the town guard, at least those in the loyal service of the new duchess, <clears throat> Scarlet Antwerp. Eventually, Theraval has gallantly come to the aid of Sophia and Ruta in their wrestling match with guardsmen near the entrance. The bar brawl ebbs to a close with the town guards ready to flee, but Crenshaw seems to have a different plan. Dun, dun, dun. All right, well, that brings us to the top of the initiative order, which I can drop in ye old chat for you. And I think, I think our buddy Fence is first, if I'm reading things or recalling things correctly. Might be wrong. Aha, I'm right with the 23 initiative. Always a good guess. Um, so yeah, Andy, what would you like to do? Um, uh, could Fence be reminded, um, uh, who was it that he accidentally um, punctured with an arrow? Was that Ruda or someone else? Does anyone know? Um, I think it was Ruda. Who was, it was an accident, but I think that's who you heard. Absolutely. Fence wants to know where Ruda is. And if he could jump down and land near her. Um, last time you saw Ruta, she was near the front door. She is currently obscured in a cloud of gray, somewhat thinning smoke at this time. So probably, you know, 10 feet below you and 15, 20 feet to the south of you. Hard to tell exactly where she is. Um since you're looking into the smoke from up above on the the beams, the rafter that you are standing on. If uh, um, Fence wants to jump down and not land on anyone and then uh, work his way over to where he thinks Ruta is and um, uh, gently touch her shoulder and heal her for uh, his hand of mercy, uh, points. Um, yeah, so you can jump down and Andy, I don't, it doesn't look like you're yet in roll 20. So some of this may right. help with, with roll 20, but yeah, jumping down and fence with monk speed won't have any trouble moving over to where the smoke cloud is. Um, the challenge will be when you start feeling around inside the smoke cloud, um, you know what, if you would give me a roll on a four-sided dice, 
I think there are four possible people sure. to touch in there. And Fence, Fence would also like to say, uh, Ruda, uh, I'm here to heal you. Call out to me. I don't know if that would help me roll with advantage, but I'm ready to roll my my D4. Um yeah, roll give me roll a D4 and um we'll see Ruda Ruda will respond. Um so you're you're feeling around and um, I rolled a four. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see that. And um you feel um Kevin, what does the back of Theraval's head feel like? Yeah, it's very tangly and has feathers in it. And it's like all kinds of like wads of uncleanliness, unfortunately. I'm leaning full <laughs> into like that dirt, the dirty side of the of being an elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like uh, the, yeah, the, the the avian elf. Remember with the the feathers and everything. If if feathers could be dreadlocks, um, Theraval's feathers would be dreadlocked. Right. That's what you uh, feel, Andy. And you also it's like hear, a mower, Yeah. You you also hear um, sort of a little further away. Um, Ruta go. I, I'm over here, and I got him. And then there's a couple of smacking sounds as um. It sounds like she might be hitting something. You don't think you're touching her at the moment. You can roll it's, again if you want to try to place your hands on Ruda. Okay. I'm going to try to roll again. Uh, and I think I have a better sense of where she is from that voice. This time I rolled a one. Oh. Um, oh, no. Um, yeah, you do have a sense like you think you've you've touched her at this point in time great then um if that's the case uh i'm going to say um sorry about before ruda and i'm going to uh do a hand of healing with 1d6 plus uh five hit points upon her and okay. so that's eight hit points healed I forget what I uh, punctured her for, but I, I hope that takes care of most of it. Um, oh, oh, that feels good. But, oh, that feels good does not sound like Ruta's voice. I'm still over here. I mean, it's definitely a dwarf that you touch, but. Yeah. Okay, well, that's <laughs> what happens when you're, when you're neutral good. Um, and then, uh, so I just uh, try to um, work my way further over to uh, Ruda. And I think that's the end of my turn. Yeah. Uh, Janae, Masaki. So Masaki needs a reminder <laughs> of who it is in the crowd she uh, is out for. I can't remember which character she's eager to... Um, strike with vengeance um i think it was um the guard odom that's I right remember for sure if it was sean or odom but i have a uh, yeah dj is nodding crenshaw crenshaw with his notes agree so uh, okay dm is yeah, as that's my as my memories as odom too yeah excellent and i know that we've got a lot of um 
distracting factors I can't tell where Odom is in the crowd obviously because it's chaos um you do right I don't think I've spotted Odom in the crowd yet um did I remove the name tags on the um oh. yeah. definitely the middle one though but I don't think I know that as Masaki. Uh, well, but yeah, Masaki would know that. And okay. in fact, I Wait. will, let me go ahead and change that name tag because Masaki would definitely, while the rest of you, it wouldn't matter. For Masaki, she would be like, I'm after him. Great. Okay, so middle middle guy about twenty five. No, 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 no. Oh, scoot, no, 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 no. Human guard. So scooch zoom your screen. Oh, this guy. No, no, no. Oh, I'm looking. Yep. Remember the guards are at the the back of the building. Got it. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna beeline up there then. Uh, I'm seeing how far away that is. Um, see how quickly I can go over there. Um, got it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm going to race over there and get out of this now that I've got permission to act. So I'm going to run over that way. Okay, yeah, so that's 40 feet and her move would be 30 normal. So I know you're invisible, but you can move 30 feet. You'll be about 10 feet away from them. Okay. want to move and then you can go another five feet. Um, yeah, can I dash to get? Well, yeah, up? that that could be the other option, and then you could get all the way up next to them. Yeah, I'd like to do that. But then, yeah, you can't do that's anything. my whole action. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, absolutely, you are Great. up there. That brings us to oh, the town guards. Um, and DJ, remind me, Crenshaw had done something last time to keep them here-ish. So as DM, I know I want them to go out that window and remind me the details. Like you had done something to draw their interest back in. I just don't know if it's enough to keep them in. Oh, what? I remember. I remember that. Oh, it was something... I think it was whispers or something. Yes. And throwing a voice. A message. To... I sent a message to one of them um, about um, crushing these rebels. Like, um, and there was a, there was something about the in Dwarven, someone said something about the true ruler. Yeah, so you were, there wasn't like a spell component, but there was like mm -hmm. motivation to get them to stay. I'm going to roll for each of the three just to see, because their their inclination right now is to go out that window and get the hell out of here. Like this, this drinking thing that they followed, this rando from the praying mantis to have a great time. Like they, some of them were uneasy about it. And now they're like, this has gone to crap. Um but how much do they want to stay or get out? Um, okay, so this one guard is going to go through the window and is like, 
seems to be pretty much out of here. Um, Odom actually steps just a little bit to the side and is like, go, I'll hold them off if they come. And this other guard is out through the window, but a little more circumspect, like he's not bursting out of here. Those of um, Masaki, since you're close, he climbs through the window, but is sort of there covering Oda, maybe using the window like as cover and just keeping an eye on what's going on in here. And Odom is still like acting as the, the final guard. Um, and Janae, if Masaki wants to do anything, I wouldn't, Odom is not like disengaging. So I, I wouldn't evoke an opportunity attack. This other guard though, who's just climbed through the window, he had been right next to you and is moving away from you. So if you wanted to attack, I would say you could do an opportunity attack on him, but I, I wouldn't let you do one on Odom because he's just shifted a little bit. Yeah, I've got my eye on the prize here. I'm not sure I wanna uh, tip them off to anything quite yet. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that brings us down to, well, there's a couple of other town guards. Actually, no, they're mostly whimpering and things. That actually brings us to Theraval and Aspen. Okay. Uh, so as I recall, I was swinging Aspen around like a stick to see in the fog because he has blind sight. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you you were using him as the club that could see. But um, yeah, a Aspen doesn't give me a sneak attack advantage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, but you're, you're, not, me, you're not proficient in your familiar. <laughs> no, because it's a it's a blunt object. <laughs> blunt. I need a I need a smarter familiar because it's a blunt. <laughs> Um, am I, uh, am I engaged with a dwarf or on top of Sophia or where, <laughs> what am I doing? Yes. To both of those. Okay. Can I, out of curiosity, can I see an unconscious dwarf at, in the, uh, fog? Not in the fog, although there is one. Actually, I don't even know if he's so much unconscious um, or dead-ish behind you. There is definitely a dwarf who is knocked out. Okay, because, uh, and remind me, is Sophia getting like, I'm still so confused why the dwarves are like grabbing her and accosting them, but there's no soldiers. Who's Am I telepathically linked to Crenshaw? Yes, despite Crenshaw. No, you're not. Oh, I was going to say, despite Crenshaw trying to clean his mind out, I think you are, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm... All right. We're going to think we're... we are anymore. I think it ended. Okay. We're going to do something super weird. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, can I see that dead dwarf? Yeah, he's out of the fog. You're in the fog. Yeah, you know where he, he is, where he fell. Okay. I would love to uh 
I have a I have my disguise hat. Um, I'd love to at will disguise myself as that dead dwarf and cast invisibility on the dead dwarf to uh, <laughs> take its spot. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because uh, if you can't beat him, <laughs> if you can't beat him, jo join him. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He's he's invisible. You're you're you are on top of Sophia, but no longer in Theraval form. In um, I'm not even a, a, a gutter dwarf form. Um, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm gonna jump off so Sophia. And I don't know if I see any, any other dwarves, but I'm hoping to just like ch chat with them and just be like, whoa, 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 we got, we got them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really see very well. Yeah. It's going to be breaking up here. Um, That brings us to Crenshaw. Hey, Crenshaw is going to say to Jarl, I can't see anything through this. Uh... Yeah, it sounds good in there, though. Even if we can't see anything, something's happening. I Actually, I can see exactly what I need to see. But I can't see anything good. And uh, Crenshaw is going to spend a sorcery point. And Crenshaw is going to cast right outside this window. Uh-huh. He is going to cast Everd's Black Tentacles. Ooh. <laughs> outside that window. Because we need some more chaos. Let's do it. And uh so that is that should be within my range. Yeah, absolutely. All the way through the rusty yep. nail to the back window. Yep. And I don't want it to hit <clears throat> where I think Masaki probably is, but I want it to catch these two guards. Okay. Yeah, so especially if you're casting it outside the building, it'll get the guard that you've seen go through the window who's sort of hiding behind it, probably Odom, and you don't know exactly where Masaki is, but if she's a little bit further away than Odom, you're keeping it, I would imagine, within five feet of the, you know, it's coming in through the window and getting the guards who are fleeing. Gotcha. Yep. And they need to make dex saves. All right. Um, give me the DC. The DC is uh, 16. Uh, they both fail. Okay. They take nice. 3d6 points of damage. All right. Tell me the and amount. they are restrained. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, they'll take 3d6 on their the beginning of their next turn, and they can make another save uh, or do a strength or dexterity to try and free themselves okay, after from they the... take the next damage. Got it. Do they take 3d6 this round, or no, they're tangled? Mm -hmm. okay. They do. Oh, give me the, give me the damage. Bitch on right. Let's roll that. 
And then that is just nine points of damage. And yes, we will do that on same amount on each one. That seems fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, that's a low roll. Um, they so that was a subtle spell so that Jarl wouldn't know that that's what I was doing. Okay, and these are these are black tentacles that are like reaching around, grabbing them. You want to describe it a little bit, for, particularly for Masaki, so, it's over there. So it's dark outside, and so the the guards are sort of crawling through the window out of the light into the darkness. And the darkness just outside of the window starts to take shape into um, inky black tendrils that wrap around the guards and pin them and just start sucking their life out of them. And Odom is held against the window because it's sort of pulling him out and he can't move. So attacks against him. Uh, he's restrained. So whatever that condition does, I think I that think means... advantage that someone would have attacking him. Wow. Pretty dramatic. Mm -hmm. A lot happened. This is like the craziest bar in town. It's no, not for sure. Town. It is yes. the craziest bar in town. Um, the oh. So attack rolls have advantage against them, and they have disadvantage on dexterity saves. So if they try to use dex to get out of the tentacles, they have disadvantage on it. Fair enough. Nice. Wow. And I still have my I still have my move. Okay, please. Yeah, go ahead. So I am going to run around the corner. I'm going to say, I think I see a way to help. 10, 15, 20. So Crenshaw is going to run to here. And Crenshaw is going to um, say to this, like, whisper yell to this guard quickly come this way Ten oh actually hang on I Everett's black tentacles has a uh has a 20 foot 20 foot yeah spread. and I was gonna say this guy actually moved further away than that I just left him okay. there on the the edge of the map so he would have made okay. his full move I think think if you dropped the tentacles here, here he yeah. started from here 5, 10, 15 let's see 5 10, 15, 20 25 and then he would have been dashing so 30, yeah so he would be well outside because he would be dashing and off and in fact Great. DJ if Crenshaw is coming around we yeah. may just take a quick, um, I'm going to pull you, everybody, over to um, the shore version of the map. Mm -hmm. And 
And as it revolves, you're going to want to move down and to give yourself sort of draw out and I'll ping where, where we are on the map. Oh, in fact, there we go. You can sort of see the characters, but I'll, you see where I'm pinging? It's very faint because it's a very big map. Uh, I, I can't. You can't. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm lost too. I'm kind see. of panning around. Okay. It's uh, too close for me. Yeah. Okay, I can't well, even move it. Zoom, zoom, zoom out. So minus, minus out. No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I'm at like 10% zoom. I'm no. still not seeing it. It didn't load the whole thing for, for me. Oh, you guys are having trouble loading. Um, yeah. Um, well, here we can we can solve this. Um, easy way we can share screen. That's interesting. I, it always warns me when I make big maps like that that they it is hard to it may load slowly but it always loads quickly for me. Um, oh, of course, it's right in front of my face, share screen. Um, there we go. So over here, so you all can see it now and it would be in this vicinity. So that building, and I'll go ahead and zoom in on it now. That building there is the... Um, is the rusty nail. And in fact, the guard would have come out the window over here and would probably have moved to about there. In fact, let me go. Oh, you guys can see what I'm doing now, which is okay. Um, So yours doesn't load that quickly then, like the way mine just did. Um, I'm trying to compare. It does, it's just... Uh... I'm like looking in this parallel spot. I'm, oh, I see it now. It's yeah. just so big. It's just hard to find. Yeah, it is hard. Oh, because and the tough thing is I'm trying to give you a sense of the town. But DJ, that's, and you would have been, we go over here. Mm -hmm. Crenshaw would have come out the, I got belt. Um, would have come out the main door and would right. be like right but there. Yep. There at the moment. So, and then of course, this is further distance. I may have even gotten the distances right. Let's see. Yeah, I do. So you'd be about 300 feet away from him at the moment. 300 feet. That is too far for telepathy. Okay. That's too That's bad. Okay. Um, that's too bad. I was going to make things much, much worse. 
<laughs> yeah, and he, you can, I mean, it's night, it's dark out, but you can definitely see this human town guard heading out and he's moved from the building over this direction and is heading like down this way is the way that he's heading to the, um, to the Southwest down the street. Okay. So even Great. if you can't work all the havoc that you're wanting to work, you do have line of sight on him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit stop share and you all can go back to your own versions of roll 20 now. And that should bring us to, oh, the Dwarven town folk and Dwarven thugs. You'll also know that I had the, um, the smoke lesson there, um, which I think is about right. I think it was a, a cantrip spell and certainly would be wearing off at this point in time. And the Dwarven, both the, the Dwarven the dwarves who are in the bar and the dwarves who have stormed in the bar are all sort of dusting themselves off. Um, there is no Theraval here. There also is no dead dwarf body, but there is a number of um, townsfolk who are, or not townsfolk, town guards who are knocked knocked out on the ground or maybe bleeding out. There's one who's trapped under a table and there are a couple of dwarves that are shouting up at Devin Sharp, the tiefling who had come in with you. She sort of trapped up there on the, um, on the beam. The other thing that I would note is that this cloud of smoke has moved over this way and appears to be like drifting out of the window. And the dwarves are all sort of like, dusting themselves off. Yeah, we showed them. Yeah, stupid town guard. Um, there's one of the dwarves is like heading over this way. Um, a little bit more slowly and cautiously, like looking at Odom, who is trapped up against the wall, like, hey, gotta get you. Um, so we can stay in initiative order if you all would like. I sort of feel like that makes sense, but it does seem like combat has lulled a little bit, but I don't, I don't want us to go out of... Um, initiative order yet i think masaki probably has i think there's probably at least another round of violence that's happening here um that brings us to um fence fence is still trying to find ruda and i'm wondering if he can find her now either through process of elimination or because the smoke has cleared yeah so the smoke has faded um there is Ruda is sort of being held by one of the dwarves, although he's now sort of stepping back from her. He's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, monsieur. Let me get that off you. And he tosses the, um, the table like over to the side. Um, and Ruda's like, damn, why'd you, oh, ah, why'd you do that? Oh, 
Um, and she is right in front of you. You could definitely um, cure her if you would like to at the moment. Great. So uh, that's what I do. I reach out and uh, for one of my actions, use a, a hand of healing. And uh, that would do a D6 plus five uh, for six points of healing damage. Okay. So and I said, uh, Ruta, that should make you feel better. As a doctor, do I have a sense of... Uh, a general sense of uh, how many hit points she's down by uh, now that I've healed her six? Um, yes, she is minus five at the moment. Uh, so, so a little banged up, but doing better. Yeah, so, and she's, she seems thankful for the healing that Fence has just given her. Excellent. And then... Um, uh, is is Theraval up to uh, full hit points? I don't remember. You don't see Theraval. You see uh, huh. a gutter dwarf sitting on top of Sophia. Um, okay. So uh, none of the rest, uh, none of the rest of my people do I see in this um, in this particular place. Um, no, I mean, you sort of ish came in with Devin, um, but not real. Yeah, no, no other party members are inside at the moment. Uh, is Devin, um, are they throwing things at her? Uh, is, is, and is Devin a, a female? I don't want to misgender her. Yeah, so she is, um, she is a tiefling. She was the tiefling barmaid at the um, at the praying mantis who came with um, Theraval and the town guards over here. And she had very acrobatically jumped up on a table, swung up, perhaps even almost like around to land on the the beam. And there are three somewhat angry gray dwarves under there. I think they were throwing like beer steins or cutlery um, at her, and she was sort of nimbly dodging them and seems to be continuing to do that. If she's, um, I don't know if she's an ally, but she's definitely not an enemy. So uh, um, if Fence has the time during this turn, he's also going to um, either run up a beam or somehow equally nimbly get up on uh, a beam near her and, uh, and see if his ability to uh, catch projectiles would come in handy at this juncture um yeah so if you want to do it'll be 10 foot movement to get up onto a beam and then you can measure and see you know running along the the beams there right. how how so close you can get to where she is so 10 to get up um and is each one of these boxes five or ten uh, each one is five, and if you use the measuring tool from roll 20, it'll actually give you like exact distances here. So like if we do that and go from 20 here, like that's that's 30 feet over to that square. And then that's another that's another 20 over that way. 
And then I don't remember what you so 25. And then uh 30. my my me moving speed is uh 55. So um yeah, so that uh, would be 30 to get here, and then and with and so that would be 40. So you could go to about right here. Do you see where I am? I do. So about there. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's what I do. Uh, and I'll I'll stop there for now. Okay. Um, that brings us to Masaki. All right. Um, so Odom's all tied up in the back. I'm still invisible. Um, I'm feel like I'm not going to be subtle here. Um, so I don't need to be. Everyone's kind of indisposed. Um, according to my notes, Masaki has um, a little 1d6 plus 3 short sword. Sure. I'm going to just slit Odom in the throat. We're just going we're just to get this over with Ooh. expediently. <laughs> so let the murdering return. I mean, this is a, this McLaren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is Masaki. Janae, you got to play Masaki the way. I got to play the right character. She's, she is. She is out for revenge. She's taking care of business here. Um, I'm assuming that's why Odom is all tied up to make something like this uh, a little easier. Do I get to roll with advantage because of uh, yes, tied you, get to, you get Great. to roll with advantage. So that first roll is not good. I would also count this as a sneak attack. Okay. For a rogue, so that'll be an extra three d six. Okay, um, I ruled very poorly. Um, I'm trying to see what any the modifiers are. Pluses for Masaki. Yeah, any pluses to uh, to hit? Oh, I have plus five to hit. Um, great. So yeah, it's a fifteen. Um, that is a hit. Okay, and then uh, let me get out my d sixes here. Yeah, um, so four d six plus whatever. Yeah, plus three. So that's two, five, seven, uh, seven plus nine, 16. So that's 19 points of damage. Uh, yeah, Janae, I know you're not a, not a huge fan of describing gruesome deaths, but um, you can make this a clean death if you would like. How does Odom depart the world? Um, Masaki um, unsheaths her short sword. Um, we're gonna go full metal here, licks the end of the blade and then slicks it across the throat in a short and sweet motion so quickly that Odom didn't even know it was coming. Nice. Kevin's eyes got really big there behind you. Just, just <laughs> saying, like, like he, I, I, he looked a little bit worried. You know, I had to go, if we're gonna do Misaki going for revenge and she's got a chaos even, she got to go full metal. Yeah. about it. It definitely so. felt Kill Bill style. <laughs> well, that's not nice. the energy we're channeling right now. Yeah. Sadly, uh, she's in, sadly, she's invisible. Sadly. So she was really her it. own private theater that happened there. Well, not not anymore. I mean, you you attack, or is this greater? No, greater. Yeah. I, oh, I, you went all out. I went all okay. To her. Yeah. 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 Um, the guard behind Masaki, um, his eyes did what Kevin's did there. 
get really big as this invisible shard sword slashes across Odom's face, letting our neck, letting um, his lifeblood drip into his collar, and he is gone. Um, meanwhile, the um, the cloud of smoke makes its way out of the building entirely. Um, and whoever is in the cloud of smoke has also made their way out of the building entirely. That's Dealmaker? Deal That's Dealmaker. Yeah, He's gone. Um, now we're down to the town guard. So this guy gets to do a strength check to... He first that guy has to take 3d6 more points of damage ah go ahead give me the roll and have oh, another 15. 15 um that's a much better roll yeah that is me. enough to strangle the life out of him um masaki after slitting odom's throat um you're turning your attention on the guard and he's like pulling trying to get out of there and as he does, the darkness just sort of closes in. Um, actually, DJ, I know you enjoy gruesome deaths. Um, how does the darkness strangle the life out of him? He's trying to pull his way free and the tentacles pull in different directions and just quarter him. Ooh. So <laughs> all of his limbs... Crenshaw is deeply disturbed by this. He does not like this. That is not how Crenshaw. But okay, yeah. When when you, when you make a deal with with the Abolith and your patron is like the deep sea darkness, sometimes the tentacles just go beyond what you intended them to do. In tentacled. Yeah. Um, nothing to see here. I think we're out of initiative order. Oh, um, you know what? Devin actually swings acrobatically off the bar, busts through the window, and is escaping into the night on her own. Um, now we're out of combat. Um, what would you all like to do? And DJ, I haven't, I mean, I haven't forgotten you on the other map. If you want to continue to try to pursue the town guard who is leaving, you're welcome to do that. But folks, we are definitely out of combat. So you can go whatever order you want to do. We can have conversations here with the dwarves, but the, um, the rusty nail has been liberated from um, Scarlet Antwerp's town guard. I am, you know, I'll just say as Masaki final action before she kind of exits the scene here. Um, I would like for her to like take something from Odom's person, like a he's got like an amulet on his wrist or um keys to the town. Ideally both. Like I'd like her to sort of loot her his person both Ooh. for trophies, but also for intel. Um, assuming she will probably assist our party for this. And because she's a thief. Forth. She's a rogue. That's the sort of thing a rogue does. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah. So he has a he has an amulet 
on, like it's a, it's a red bead. And in fact, um, Masaki is taking this back because I cannot remember if it was cousin or sister that she said. Cousin? Cousin. 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 She yanks that off of him because that is hers or her cousin's. Um, she also mm -hmm. takes his keys, valuable, don't let, don't forget that she's got them. And um, she also retrieves from his person 20 gold pieces and, uh, sorry, 20 silver pieces and seven gold pieces. So what were those numbers again? Uh, 20 silver, seven gold. Thank you. Keys and cousin's ammo. Got it. Okay. Um, others. So Crenshaw says through the ring to fence. One of the guards fled. We might have more guards soon. We should get what we need from these guards and get out of here. Right. And when you say get what we need, is that information or something else? I think they're all dead. So keys, aha, uh -huh. keys, badges, anything that would help us look like guards. Um, fence, you're standing on a beam, and right. while most of the guards are dead. There is one guard right to the southeast of you who is under a chair and has four dwarfs dancing around him, taunting him, kicking him laughing at the coward who's hiding under a, a table chair. Uh, I say to uh, Crenshaw, uh, there's one guard left surrounded by dwarves. He's probably not long for this world. Uh, I don't see Theraval. He was here not long ago. I'm a little concerned. If we don't see Theraval, then he's probably getting into trouble. Yes. And that's a good <laughs> yes. Oh, oh I, I want to get into trouble next. Um, Haven't so, you done enough already? So, well, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. So, um, no, no, I can't wait to get into trouble. Uh, so, um, is Crenshaw suggesting that uh, Fence grab some um, stinking badges from the guards? If we can. Great. Uh, I'd, I'd like to look around to see if there are any guards that are not being attended to, uh, you know, dead guards that are not being attended to by dwarves. And if I could jump down and grab a few badges. Um, I don't know if this would require a, a stealth or sleight of hand check. But these are both things that uh, that Fence has been itching to do for many a season, but hasn't had uh, a chance yet. Yeah, no. So the dwarves are not terribly interested in the guards' Great. bodies. I don't know if it's so much badges. So the guards have armor. They have shields, which are clearly marks of the town. And then they have the... Um, it's less a badge and more a... Um, uh, not an amulet, like a, a claps, clasp that goes on their cloaks. And it's the it's a two-headed jackal, um, both in some ways, both set and, um, my goodness, why am I forgetting the-, the Anubis? 
Anubis. Yeah, it's like Anubis and Set have been turned into a two-headed. So it's a silver pin and it looks one direction and another. One is clearly Set and the other is clearly Anubis. Who who told me uh, 45 years ago that my Waldorf education would never come in handy? <laughs> Boom, Anubis, just like that. Oh, I got anyway, it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh, Fence jumps down to uh, collect some Anubis and uh, set uh, clasps from the dead guards. Excellent. Yeah, uh, so I would I say think, that uh, five we... or six should do us. Yeah, there are only three guards who are dead, um, and you can take those three, three Great. clasps. And if you want, um, I guess the question would be: Do you want to take like the their red cloaks and their their shields? At, at, you know, do you want to take their their outfits as well, or do you want to just take the clasp? I um I myself don't have a bag of holding. So I could probably grab some uh clasps and cloaks, uh, but the the shields might uh be uh too bulky for um fence to collect. If only Theraval were nearby and could help. Oh well, so uh, he he grabs three clasps and three cloaks. Okay, yeah, and the dwarves are sort of moving around. They're dispersing. They still have the one guard trapped. They're not killing him, but they're giving him a, a, a definitely a, a hard time. And may he may not be too long for this world. That it doesn't seem that the dwarves have decided whether a beating will be sufficient or whether they need to get rid of all remaining evidence that they um they appear pretty pissed but not like cruelly bloodthirsty so there's this weird sort of moment i think that's that's going around yeah the bar. so oh. after i um uh, if I may, after Fence grabs his uh, clasps and cloaks, uh, he says to a few um, dwarves, there are more guards on the way. Today or now might be a good time uh, to make your escape. And then uh, Fence walks out the, uh, the front door towards the direction that he uh, believes that Crenshaw is. Excellent. Fair enough. The dwarves, um, in some ways, they hear you. Um, they're like, oh, we got to go. The one guard that's left, they're like, hey, don't you want this? And they throw you his clasp and his cloak. So add another Great. clasp and cloak to fence. And they're like, let's tie him up and throw him in the river. And they're like, yeah. And so they're heading out. Maybe let's let him try to swim with only his feet. Yeah. And so most dwarves are leaving. The proprietor looks pretty nervous at this point, like he's going to shut the place down before any more um, town guards arrive. Well, in that case, Henshaw doesn't, uh, doesn't finish with his plan. 
he is going to let uh, Fence do the clearing up and come over here. And if he hasn't disappeared already, suggest the same to Jarl, that now is a good time to be scarce. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, you've given me a number of things to um, think about this evening. Um you're new to town, aren't you? Just passing through. Hmm. Well, if you're ever looking for for business deals or contacts around here, I I like how this thing played out. Um, I don't even know where your friend who brought us all over here has gone, but you all certainly seem to have a way with with the crowd. Um, it could come in handy for someone like me or Dealmaker. I would be curious to know how that would come in handy for you. Ah. You can tell me over, over a drink sometime in the next couple of days why that might be a useful skill. You know, if you were to meet me at the Praying Mantis in three days' time, say for lunch, we could talk um, why flash mobs are useful. I, I will look forward to it. Sounds perfect. He takes a inhales on his his pipe and leisurely strolls away. And uh, Crenshaw well, Crenshaw will open the door to the inn as he strolls away and say I'm sorry I'm late. Oh my god, what happened? <laughs> um so by this point in time, Sophia and um, and Ruta are in with the, the other dwarves. They were fighting. They're all now singing. And they're like, you missed it. They're going to throw the drunken town guard in the, in the river. Um, you can go watch them. We're heading back home. This was a great evening. Sophia's Ooh. like, where did, where, your boy stood me up. We thought you were so great. And like he was here, and then the, the real fun started, and he's gone. I'm heartbroken. And Ruta's like, there, there, cousin. Um <laughs> I, there's a lot going on here, but importantly, as a dwarf, I'm also like celebrating, like, yeah. And what what I'd like to do is with this corpse here of one of the soldiers. I'd like to put on his outfit and loot the corpse and like dress up as him. So oh like in a God. mocking way to like satirize like our victor or like you know Victoria. So you're so you're an elf disguised as a dwarf who is cos cosplaying as a town guard. Mockingly, yeah. Mockingly, yeah. I wonder how many people of different sorts will soon be angry with you when they on <laughs> you. We'll um, find out. So Crenshaw is going to try and get Ruda 
and her cousin, whose name I have forgotten, and Sophia. Fence sort of Sophia, Rude and Sophia, and Fence like Crenshaw knows there are more guards coming, so he's going to try and get them out, and he'll just let Sophia know that Theraval, if Theraval is nothing, he is a heartbreaker. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Um. So I'm imagining right now, and I think we should probably cut to um, Claren and Mousefield Mouse, um, but I'm imagining Theraval as a dwarf and the rest of the dwarves taking this unfortunate town guard, Sean. Oh, poor Sean, Theraval, buddy, buddy with him. And now you're marching him off to the lake. Or yeah, to, I'm going uh, to the river. I'm gonna go over here. Go ahead. Tell me what your I, 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 I don't wanna um go all the way over, but I'd like to um find a corner and start pissing like on it, like away from other people, but to like go ahead and then when no one's around, I wanna drop the disguise and hide the uh soldier glute. Oh my god. What 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 are you hiding from the soldier? Uh, the soldier? Uh, I, I, I I'd like to um basically uh get into a different disguise by letting the crowd go ahead to like drop the guy off into the river and watch him swim. Sure. Um, yeah. But just uh feign like I'm taking a piss and after a drunken bar crawl thing. Oh, so yeah, and, you can you can disperse, let the crowd go easy yeah. enough there of all to do can you all see on the map or should i do share screen again uh share screen okay i thought it's like oh yeah yeah I, I, I see the river oh you do okay um yeah i see where we are yeah 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 so basically from where you all were over here by the um by the rusty nail if you had up or the the crowd really this is nobody in the crowd but they all come out head over the 500 feet or so and throw the the town guardsmen in the the river and then they are dispersing um i will say that um theraval as you're closer to this group you do see like the town guard coming in much more force. There is like 30 town guard that are coming up this way, another 30 that are coming this way, and then another 30 that are coming this direction, all towards the rusty nail. But the dwarves, they've thrown the body in the, or the guard in the river, and they've sort of melted away into the night um and Theraval, you're able to avoid the um the guards that are coming in this direction yeah, yeah i i'd like to meet up with the, the group again now now that like mission big mission accomplished group. okay and, um uh, where i guess i that... forgot to pay for all the beers i bought so but I, oh well. I, I noted this <laughs> i noted this in the chat but while fence was doing the bodies Crenshaw didn't have anything to do. And someone painted on the side of the inn, the true Duchess is coming. 
Uh-huh. Oh, I like it. Nice. All right. So it, the true duchess, to return to the true duchess, let's take a look at where Clarence... An, an incredibly boring evening, are. comparatively. The true duchess has taken notes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, where we left off there, I think, is I, I think it was around 10.45 p.m., roughly. Yeah, and it's probably a good 2 a.m., 3 a.m. at this point in time for the rest of the party. So a little bit more time to watch. Do you um, do you see where you all are on the map outside the, the inner keep? You're over by the... Yes. The eastern gate there. What um what do you guys want to do? Do you want to try to sneak in? I mean, you're in mouse and insect form. Is there any reconnaissance you want to do inside? You had been mostly sitting and observing um, the comings and goings. Um yeah, I mean, I think that the whole point was to just try and get the intel to report back to the party so that we're not separating ourselves for our infiltration efforts, but rather are kind of gaining the knowledge to make our eventual infiltration more successful as a, as a party. Um, so as boring as it sounds, I think I kind of just want to see like what else do we notice between roughly 11 p.m. and 2 a.m.? Like, it's it sounded like we had you know we had shadows going in, um, kind of after nine o'clock hour, like lots of distinct shadows and a few other kind of people coming in. But I'm curious what what we see happening in the kind of the wee hours of the night. Is it still quieter? Are there other figures we should notice or be paying attention to? So I think we're trying to strategize the best time to to infiltrate the keep once and for all. Yeah, um, so nighttime does not see like a, a a complete reduction in people going in and out. There are certainly dark forces, shadows, sneaky types of rogues and that that go. So the traffic going in and out of the inner keep changes. Um, but in some ways, does not like the total volume does not seem to lessen like there are clearly dark forces minions of set who are welcome into the inner keep which back when um duke ferdinand was leading never would have been going into the inner keep like it's sort of royals um clarence stomach to see these folks going in and out um the other thing I guess that I would note just here, like, although you are outside and not able to see all the details inside, um, there is traffic to the central like pyramid. And then there's also traffic that's going, although lesser towards the main building here, sort of the residency, that's that five-story building in the north. Um, and that seems to be where most folks are going. And I guess, I mean, in part, I almost want to 
speed ahead at least three or four days um, for the party, just because you're you're doing the the observations. I'm almost thinking next time when we play, I'm curious to see what the what the mission, what the strategy, like where you all are going. Are you going to go try to go into the temple? I know um, Crenshaw has the conversation with Jarl, you know, on day three of this week. I'm sort of assuming that you all are killing time for a week in terms of getting armor and weapons back. Um, yeah, and I mentioned that time too, that like Claren and Mouse were going to like, do the same sort of like overnight observation like on each end on each of the gates yeah and yeah. so i i sort of want to play through this a little bit faster and yeah get a sense of like as you guys are going to infiltrate the the inner keep the temple which buildings are you going to like so for to metagame here what does carl have to prepare in terms of where you all are going. And I think it probably becomes a little more dungeon crawly or, you know, like you're going through and instead of getting the general reconnaissance of the town, the info that we've been doing the last couple of sessions, it's now, I, I don't know. You haven't told me if you're gonna try to assassinate Scarlet, if you're gonna try to draw her out, like that's. Yeah, I think the goal is is go inside heist style middle of the night sneaky i i think it's assassination inside the temple is that would be that would be claren's idea she needs to run it by the party um but that feels befitting to um ooh, 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 ooh. so so i like this in your week of observing things you know when so scarlet antwerp has started honoring set in the temple that used to be dedicated to Ra. Ra. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. And in fact, you have figured out the evening when she is going to at midnight have a human sacrifice in the temple to like fully dedicate it to Seth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And so your mission is perhaps to go there to save the person who's going to be sacrificed, um, but then also maybe to end, end Scarlet that evening. And so I will have the, the temple mapped out for you. And I will assume from your observations, you figured out how to sneak in and it's not like getting in the outer gates of the inner keep and that we will start at the temple and then you will figure out how to infiltrate the temple and get Scarlet and her minions. That yeah. sounds good. Fex and wants to know if he's gonna get his uh, spear back by the time uh, we pull the trigger on this mission. Yeah, so this is this is 10 days later after you've come Great. in. You've done the week's reconnaissance. Um, you've gotten your armor and weapons back. I am happy. Um, I guess, DJ and Janae, if you want to tell me how or why Masaka, Masaki is coming along, I'm happy to add that halfling to your group as someone who would be accompanying you. 
And I don't know if you want to try to recruit any other NPC. I, so I think there's some other NPCs that in the week's time, you could have accompany you, but I need storylines in terms of who you've drawn in. We don't have to like fully play that out, but I need you to tell me like, who's the group that is coming in that's being the Ocean's Eleven, well, the assassinating version of Ocean's Eleven that you're about to start the mission with? So let me tell you what in Crenshaw's head he's they're trying to set up. The goal is after having a couple of guards get killed, to encourage a, a crackdown. Because as we're all learning about how insurgencies work this week, encouraging a government to crack down increases resistance and uh, um, recruitment for the insurgency. And uh, that's Crenshaw's goal. As a smaller insurgent force, Crenshaw wants to build over the next 10 days this sense that there is about to be a riot. And possibly with Masaki and Jarl, if that feels like a good idea, to make one happen. Between the dwarves, the signs that they've been leaving on buildings, like just really have that night of the sacrifice either plan, especially if we know that's going to happen, to get other god worshippers to just make a mess that night so that we can work to save the temple. Uh, good idea too, because it potentially spreads. We're seeing lots of guards around the different parts of the keep, so to get them distributed into the city and away from mm -hmm. the temple also seems like a sound plan. Yep, exactly. I would say a third element of this plan is that if there are still um, uh, raw-fearing uh, clerics and and other people who would be upset about the defilement of uh, the temple with the human sacrifice that we should see to the extent to which we can spread that word of that uh, outrage coming to uh, this formerly holy site and to see uh, the extent to which that faction as well uh, could be activated to uh, cause some trouble, uh, lead some protests, uh, et cetera. Yeah. Are you all then going to have Jarl and his group like cause a disturbance in any particular area of the town or at any particular gate around the inner keep? I guess and there, I, there, yes. there are two questions that I'm asking about here. <laughs> One is a question. So I've got Masaki and Mousefield Mouse as the two NPCs accompanying you. And I'm not hearing cases for any others. So those two would be the two NPCs who are going inside with you. 
Um, and then this other question I'm asking is like, are you trying to have them go to Soma or are you trying to have like the Eastern gate or the Western gate attacked or threatened or one of the walls threatened to draw guards away and you all are going to sneak in another direction? My, my, my vote is the Eastern side to uh, mm -hmm. stop the weapons from getting delivered mm, that's yes. to the blacksmiths. Because that's their hold on power. Nice. Okay, mm -hmm. So you're going to have Jarl cause his flash mob to appear at the eastern gate. And when... Rude as blacksmithing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When in like the... So the 8 p.m. to midnight, like when is that flash mob appearing? Because the sacrifice is going to be at midnight, you know. Naturally. Okay. Um. Do you disrupt it before? Do you have the disruption right at midnight? Like Yara will deliver that flash mob for you, but what's the timing? I think the mob should be timed to get us in. Yes. And then to and, occupy oh, the guards. Right. So nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. AM or PM? Good. PM. Why PM? PM? Because if the sacrifice is at midnight, that will let us get in there and it will keep the guards busy enough, quickly enough. Do you... Let, 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 me, let me ask you this. Based on what the intel that Claren gathered, what's the deal with the shadows? Do you think they're probably powerful at night? <laughs> or, uh, or like... Or not, or the day would be to our advantage, or is it the timing? Yeah, so shadows are more would be more powerful at night as creatures that have been, you know, coming. Certainly, they're not even present during the day. The sacrifice is scheduled at midnight, however. So, if you want to try to intervene during the day, the intelligence on exactly where Scarlet is is not as like, you know, she will be in the inner sanctum and Claren knows the temple well enough to be like, oh, this is where it's gonna be. Um, I guess the question for me would be yet, yeah, so that's all clear for midnight, although it is more risky with you guys going then. Um, you could try during the day, but you don't know her location. The question would be like, 9 or 10 p.m. Like, I don't even know that I want to just fudge it like 9-ish or 10-ish. I want to know, do you have three hours or do you have two hours to get to where you're going? And then some of that is not just to get there, but like you're breaking in at some, it may be stealthy, but it may also involve violence. Like you want to... I, 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 at least what I'm hearing is you want to pop up and surprise Scarlet and she has no idea that you're in the temple. So yeah. you see how it matters? Like, is it an hour, you know, like, is it two hours or three hours or one hour where the riot is going on or, you know, when the riot has happened? That actually matters in terms of what I'm creating. I think I agree with the the 9 p.m. starts the riot. This is a big temple. We have to cover some significant ground. We don't know what traps have been laid. 
along the way. Um, there were shadows that we saw entering in to the keep around 9 p.m. It's very possible we'll still see those kind of shadowy figures. We're just not going to be without obstacles, I think, to get to her, even if we are being sneaky. I think that's right. A couple other factors that might come into play. One is that we have Claren's sun sword, and I forget what sort of um, uh, limited use powers it has, but I think that uh, dispersing shadows in more ways than one, you know, could be one of those powers. And so we should we should ref uh, be reminded like what those powers are and be ready to use um, be ready to use them. Yeah, it only has three charges for the major powers, like right. some more powers, and then, you know, otherwise it, anyway, that's the main limitation to it. And so, so I, I think that's right. And so we should be thinking about when we're going to deploy those three, uh, those three charges. Um, secondly, we have, um, uh, oh, Fences uh, Spear, has I forget now if it's two or three charges of uh, lightning bolts, and so those can be used. Three, uh, and you know we might want to think about some sort of Nova blast when it comes to Scarlet, because let's remember you know that she and her immediate minions gave us lots of trouble last time. Uh, you know it was somewhat different circumstances. Thirdly, um, and, and you all know better than I do what your own limited use abilities are, but um, Fence also has that potion of Frost Giant Strength, and he can use that to uh, like knock down doors or uh, take town guards or uh, henchmen and like um, throw them out windows, run them up walls and drop them from high um from great heights or you know just throw them the way that a frost giant might throw a boulder he could throw a, a town guard or some other head henchman uh over a wall over a building etc cetera, etc cetera. um so we should be thinking about when you know make sure that we use these limited use powers and then two when to use them And and likewise, you know, I'm sure Crenshaw is thinking about his most powerful spells and and when they would be used. Yeah, and excellent. And I would just say it will take, I, I mean, I suspect it will take a number of sessions for us to get to to Scarlet. I mean, this is sort of the equivalent of perhaps starting the um under the crypt of the Sun Lord. Like you're there, you'll be there now mm -hmm. at the temple, but it's gonna take some exploring i'll be claren will know her way around but like where guards are or what the, things are going to have shifted in the last five years and claren also was not like the temple wasn't her main place like she lived here but in you know went to like services and ceremonies at the temple but it's not like every nook and cranny every secret passage um she knows she wasn't an acolyte or anything like that. This, right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was envisioning like another like um uh temple of the sun lord as well, but this is much higher stakes if we if we commit ourselves to like a 9 p.m. launch for the uh insurrection because the challenge of the sun lord was that we did, we couldn't really long rest. This is like 
you can't short rest or you have one short rest before a boss because it, it with three hours and a short rest is one hour you, we have like initial fights getting into the door short rest maybe and then an, one or two more battles that's <laughs> we can't make mistakes on that or we need to make sure we're, we get some good rolls there <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. and that yeah, that's absolutely crucial. Your point that I mean, this is partially why I was asking the mm-hmm. nine or ten p.m. because a ten p.m. would be two hours, which probably no means that yeah, I, right. Earlier is better. I I absolutely that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we can we can stage. I mean, it's quiet around the temple between six and eight p.m. And there's still the same number of guards, even when it quiets down. So we could have it start earlier, you know, when they don't expect it during those sort of the quiet hours of dinner mm. time. Yeah. You could, although I, I actually think the other side of it is you don't want to be in there too long with, you know, like nothing, like you don't want me rolling for wandering monsters a ton while you're sitting there, you know, twiddling your thumb. So probably 9 p.m. is good. So we have we have the time pressure. We have getting Scarlet um, and we will start it next time. And I suspect it will be, I, I don't even want to say a couple of sessions. I'm, I would imagine somewhere between probably three and five or six sessions before we have the final big battle with Scarlet. But that feels about right. Yeah, it makes sense. Exciting. All right. Exciting. We're, we're the new Duchess is coming back. This is a great way to end it. Uh, thank you all for playing. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thanks. So, Theraval's little invite for the town guard to the um, go bar hopping didn't end so well for the the town guard. Um, Crenshaw got to practice some of his Machiavellian um, political manipulation skills. And um, in the end, um, Claren and Mouse Field Mouse, it sounds like there's, um, you know, maybe the noble return of the Duchess does, does await, but going to be a lot of work against Scarlet Antwerp and her minions for them for them to do. Uh, so we will see what happens. And of course, we can't forget Theraval Fantastical and all of his um, shenanigans. But we're going to wrap up, not like a full arc of this part of Ragged Coast, but we'll pause here for a little while. We're going to go listen to a little bit of Nikto 2123, a few episodes of that group out in Northern California, a hundred or so years in the future from us now in sort of a dystopian world. And we will let the Ragged Coast Adventures have a, a little bit of a pause for a few episodes here. And then when we 
return to Ragged Coast, we will see how the exploration of the inner keep, the temple, the area where Scarlet Antwerp, the new usurping duchess, is. And we'll have to see how how they work to put Claren um, back on the throne to restore um, the rightful order of of this city-state. So we'll see what happens because you never know between Derival and Crenshaw what things might happen, but hopefully Fence, Mousefield Mouse, and Claren can keep folks on the, the straight and narrow and bring about the, you know, the return of the duchess as our episode title promised but didn't fully deliver today all right thanks for listening um catch us next week when we have an episode of nikto 21 23 this is carl signing off from house rules collaborative gaming